So I have the amazing honor of inviting up our speaker tonight um, to share about Uganda. <laughs> um, they just got back, and I'm super excited to hear about the trip. So Todd. Hi. What's up? <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to do this uh, kind of quickly. I don't want to bore y'all, um, but I also want to, you know, to give you all the opportunity to see what a lot of you poured into. I want to thank you so much. Uh, so many helped me and uh, Sarah Jean. She is. Come here, and 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 Zach Jensen, who I know is up at the Lord's Land right now, uh, helped us to go to Uganda. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We went to Uganda um, primarily to, this is Sarah Jean here, <clears throat> primarily to, to, um, uh, to help out with a camp that was going on there, a teen camp, um, but to also do some other things. Do you have anything you want to say about this? It's okay if you don't. It's all right if you do, of course. You can think about it. All right. <clears throat> so... I'm going to show you a few slides, and then I'm going to talk uh, uh, about two things, about, about our friend Pastor Fred's ministry there. Our friend Pastor Fred, who's come to speak here a few times, who is a Ugandan, um, lives there, has a ministry there. Um, he, uh, he was our host, and, and we went out with him on the field in his ministry as well as at this camp. Um, so I'm going to share just a little bit about hi him, too. Actually, he made a video for you guys, so I'll, I'll explain that when we get to it. But at first, I just wanted to show you just a few things that you see in Uganda, just for fun, um, except this. This is just us getting to the airport. See us? Hey, there we are. Well, not me. I was behind the camera. Um, <sighs> whoa. All right. <clears throat> I wasn't thinking I was coming up already. A stand would be good. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing? All right, all right. If I'm boring, just say, Todd, shut up. <laughs> I just want, thank you so much, honey. Uh, I call her honey because we're married. Uh, and she's sweet. Uh, <laughs> I just I know that sometimes um, sometimes people come back from trips and they share for like an hour and after a while you're going golly I wasn't there with you I don't have the passion that you do so I'm very aware of that I told our team too we'll never share any inside story I mean we won't do like inside jokes like <laughs> and you'll be completely lost you know what I mean um, so uh, anyway <clears throat> so when you're walking around or driving around Uganda you see funny. Things like a kid and his cow, you know, or kids and their goat. These kids with their goat actually were, were following us around town. And we saw a goat tied to a tree, and they all ran to it and got it because it was their goat, I guess. Um, you see little kids following us everywhere. See all those cuties there, up there? Um, everywhere we went, little kids, they all know the white man word, which is mzungu. Say Mzungu. Mzungu. I'm not kidding. 
two-year-olds, tiny little kids, everywhere you go, they come running out of little huts or houses or whatever, yelling, Mzungu, with their lips like that. They put them on, they, they enunciate that ooh part. It's so cute. And um, Mzungu, and I, I'm like, how do they all, how do two-year-olds know? They all know. So I picture their parents sitting them down and saying, I want to tell you about these weird white people, you know? Um, so, or at least the ones that came through on that trip. Uh, <laughs> you see longhorned, uh, longhorned cows or bulls everywhere. See those up there? Can you see these things very well? Yeah. You see bananas, bunches of bananas everywhere. You guys, they have the best bananas I've ever tasted. Isn't that true? Yes. Yes. Sarah Jean said so when we were there. <laughs> uh, just the best bananas. You see, you see people riding what? What's so funny? Is something on me? Oh, um, you see people riding uh, bicycles with gigantic bunches of bananas on them. It's crazy. Um, oh, there's a bunch of bras right there. Ladies, you do not have the same type of supermarket or a department store that you have here. These people, they, everything's just out there, used, out in the open to sell, out there, everywhere. I forgot, that's what you were laughing at, wasn't it? I forgot I had that photo on there. Random items all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so um, uh, there's a chalkboard in a classroom in a high school. Check that out. Isn't that interesting? See that chalkboard? I mean, can you imagine? You know, our schools would be like, Me, we need a better budget. Because look at that. Um, but that's what they deal with. Um, holes in the wall there. It's really hot inside, you know. Thanks for doing that. Uh, this road is a typical road. I, Zach and I got lost on one of these roads. We were walking it. We're like, let's go. Let's go into the bush, you know. Let's just go. And then it got dark. <laughs> and we, we forgot our way back. But... Um, God helped us. But you just see banana trees everywhere. You see goats, pigs, chickens, everywhere. Everywhere you go. Um, uh, this, this little dude up here, he's actually a friend of mine there. That's his living quarters. And it's not much wider than the photo you see. And he's living with another dude in there too. I mean, two people in this tiny little thing. And um, on the way to see it, we, we were like, what's that? Oh, it's a big old fruit bat looking at us. You know, it was really cute. And uh, just, uh, it, it's just a different way of life, you know, completely different way of life. We were driving by, and um, you just see all kinds of stuff when you're driving by. All, uh, you know, and, and there's people everywhere. Way out in the highway, late at night, 11 o'clock at night, it's really dark, and you see like little four and five-year-olds just walking, carrying uh, containers of water from the well back home by themselves. <laughs> you think, what? on earth, you know, um, you just see all kinds of stuff. We were, we were riding by in town one day and we're like, Oh, look at that. This dude is just carrying a goat's head, blood dripping from it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just carrying a goat's head. I didn't get my camera up in time for a photo. Another, another day, <laughs> Susan says, thank you. Uh, I guess that would be, yeah, worse than the, the outdoor shopping I just showed you. Um, uh, another day, we were driving down a freeway. And we're just talking about what we're going to do at the camp. And we look over there on, our, our, 
not a freeway, but just like a highway road in the middle of nowhere. And some dude is driving a motorcycle. They're everywhere, you know. They call him Boda Boda. And he's driving this thing. His buddy's on the back of it, and he's holding two goats. And they're screaming because the wind is flapping their faces, you know. And um, it's the craziest stuff. It's, it's just such a different life, you know. Um, uh, let's see. Um, did I just go backwards? Oh, no. No, I didn't want to show that again. Um, oh, there's, this has absolutely nothing to do with my trip. I just thought it was a pretty cool carpet. Yeah, that's all. Anyway, um, <laughs> I like randomness. This is, a, this is on that same time that Zach and I were taking a little walk out in the middle of nowhere. We, we, these two little kids came yelling out, Mzungu, to us. And um, we actually had some toys and a ball and um, pop rocks. I ordered, I had like 20 pounds of top pop rocks with me. And that was fun, giving that to people. But we had this little soccer ball, and Zach started playing soccer. Look at those faces. Uh, they belong to other people, or I would have just taken them home. Oh, my goodness. Every, you, you, it's, it's, yeah, every time, whenever, okay. So, and then here's, you know, here's a couple meals we had. This is a fish we had with some avocado there. It was really yummy. The other thing is um, the yellow stuff down there is called matuk. And uh, it's, it, it's um, plantain mush, you know, like a plantain. And uh, it, so it doesn't have all that much taste, but then they pour peanut sauce over it, which you see here. And in that peanut sauce is eel. Hey, there's eel right there. See that black thing? Yeah. Eel, lots of bones in it. Really salty. Okay. This family had us over to their house. There's, uh, there's seven kids, two parents, and they all live. There's a little more to this house than what you see, but not much more. And they, had, they invited us over. They have barely anything. Um, but they sat us down. They, um, they brought out this basket of bananas. And they brought us a bunch of baskets they made for us like this. They made us hats, purses for Karina, Sarah Jean, my daughter, um, a girl that I haven't seen in two years, but one of them met online. Uh, because they, they, they meet my friends online through Facebook. Like, you must be a friend of, of mine if you're a friend of Todd, so they meet people. <laughs> Probably some of you know what I'm talking about. You got friend requests. Anyway, this family was so sweet. And, and they barely have any money, but see that Coke there? The Coke, they went out, and before we, they knew we were coming, they bought that for Sarah Jean because they heard that she likes Coke. <laughs> it's just, I'm telling you, people that have practically nothing, there are some of the happiest people I've ever seen in my life. The hardest working people, not complaining at all. There's, not, there's no walls when you meet people. There's no weird little tiny judgments like Americans typically have, you know, and I'm not trying to knock us, but we've kind of gained that because of different ways that we live, but they're just like, hello, they're about each other, you know. Um, while we were in that house, this little kid had never seen a, a Mzungu before. <laughs> they said, yeah, he hasn't seen white man before, and um, so I was like, come here, come here, 
But that's the look I was getting. I, I, he never came over. <laughs> I thought it was one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Pastor Fred that we were with, he, he said, I, you must send me that picture. <laughs> so cute. Uh, we we're walking through town, and this dude here, um, we we're walking by. This guy was, had, a, he had three cows. That he, was, he made a fire for them to get warm, I guess, or something. Remember, they were warming up next to this fire. <laughs> and, um, and he comes over and grabs my arm, asking if I would take his photo. Uh, and we have a friend with us that lives in that town, showing us around town. He said, he wants you to take his photo. So I took his photo. There it is. And we went on our way. Later on that, that night, we went back on the same route, and there he was again. And he came over, and he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, what? You know, you want another photo? My friend said, no, no, earlier he wanted you to give him money for his photo. <laughs> and I think that photo is quite worth some good money, don't you? Yeah. There's geckos everywhere. This is, this is outside of my hotel room. Um, it looks just like what was in my hotel room, too. They're everywhere, but you don't care because they're eating the mosquitoes that some of them have malaria, you know? Um, uh, like this dude was in my bathroom one morning. Um, I felt a little insecure as I took a shower, but there he was. And, um, but, but I just wanted to show you how small that, this one is. Woo, look at that. <laughs> that was a baby one. <laughs> we were walking by this town called Calicizo. Um, all through this town, we had, we had two friends that live in that town, and they were showing us all around very proudly. It was awesome. Um, and while we were walking through town, they said, that is the Internet Cafe. That's their Starbucks right there, baby. That's their specialties, you know. Um, that's where they all go to get Internet, you know, if they don't have it. Um, I was like, I was looking at that. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, wait, what's that on the door? What am I seeing on the left door there? We got a closer up picture. And I'm like, wait, that's my face. <laughs> <laughs> on the door of this internet cafe. Isn't that funny? Yes, I'm on that poster there. <laughs> Rock star. Uh, this is Zach giving out toys, stickers. We were throwing out balls to just kids in town. They were loving it. Mo mostly they were all over him until they found out I was taking a photo, and then they, some of them turned around. They loved to get their photo taken. You just see cute kids like this everywhere. These, these kids right here followed us for, what, an hour? We were looking for monkeys in this little jungle area, and they, they came down into the jungle with us. They followed us all through town. <laughs> They got some good goodies from us. Um, this is this is Zach. Uh, supposed to be a video. Hey, they're imitating everything he does. Zach is, he, he walked around with a ukulele everywhere we went to. And, um, but he's always singing and stuff, and these kids just adored him. Uh, Sarah Jean, she, she's taught in a Sunday school class on Sunday morning. <laughs> 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 she, 
She did. Uh, let's see. The Sunday school teacher heard that she likes kids and said, will you help me today? It was awesome. Um, these are kids. We, we went out on the field and uh, part in, in uh, I'm trying to rush too much. Let me get my tongue t- untied here. Pastor Fred has a great ministry. Um, it's one of these things that you could support a kid to go to school, you know? But there's so much more to it. I love it because I love proactive things. You support some kid, a teenager out there, um, or, or a littler kid, um, to go to school, and they take your money and they build a house for the family, they send the kid to school, and they teach the family how to grow a coffee farm. For six years, they teach them. They give them seeds. They help them until, and I say six years because that's when the trees are mature so they can be self-sustaining and make their own money. Yeah. And when, (laughs) it's awesome. And when it really works, Fred gets really excited and proud of these people. Um, So this, on this day, this is our destination to go way, way out in in Rakai, way out right next to a village where AIDS, where they say AIDS was birthed, you know? And, uh, and Fred, Pastor Fred told us the whole story about how AIDS started in this village and one man with it came over this bridge on a motorcycle and it, it just spread, spread, spread. And um, so they had a bad reputation for a long time in this area and, uh, and they know it. Um, there's a lot of awareness about that. But, um, but these kids were just out in the middle of nowhere. They, we parked our van and there they were. They came running over. So we had a bunch of stuff to give them, balls and all, pop rocks and all kinds of stuff. Um, they loved it. They wanted to play. Um, here's Sarah Jean playing ball with them. Isn't that great? Huh? Oh, there's a lot of girls there. They all they all have their heads shaved, everybody. So, you know, there's some girls. <laughs> yeah. All these pictures I've shown you so far, there's been boys and girls in them. Um, yeah. Uh, so this, is, this was us on our way out to go see this family. Um, uh, out there. We had a friend with us. This guy in the car here with us, he worked at the hotel that I stayed at last year. And um, I, I found a lot of favor with him. He, I love this kid. His name's Jack. I just loved him, you know? And Jack, yeah. And um, Jack is such a great guy. He, um, he started getting a lot more God awareness as we came and as Pastor Brent came there. And uh, and uh, during this year, Jack uh, left the hotel, and he went to go help his mom. His father died three years ago in a car accident. And he went to go help his mom in Nairobi, which is pretty far away from here. And uh, so he's been up there, but he heard I was coming, so he took a 20-hour bus ride to come see me. <laughs> so we took him with us everywhere. We brought him to the camp, and he gave his life to Jesus. <laughs> Um, and, and 
this is us going out that way, Sarah Jean. We, we stopped at a, a plateau where we looked down at uh, this beautiful river here. And um, this river is called the Kigera River. Um, it goes from Rwanda all through Uganda here. And this is the very river that during the Rwanda genocide, thousands of dead bodies were put into this river from Rwanda floated all the way down to Uganda and went into Lake Victoria, which is a gigantic lake. It's like its own little tiny sea. Uh, it was a real big mess. Horrible, horrible thing. People seeing these things, you know. But that's what we saw. If, if you looked that way on this valley, though, there was a big forest, and Pastor Fred said, that's where all the elephants are. I think he was serious. Um, anyway, we went out to see um, one of the cases, one of the situations that that Pastor Fred has um, somebody supporting, and he was very, very proud of this lady. Very proud of this lady. Um, she had been through a lot, and he's going to tell something on a video real quick uh, here. But she had been through, her story is hellish, really horrible. And, uh, and, and she was on, on her way out of life, basically. But she got some help. They, they came in and intercepted her life with Jesus, she gave her life over to Jesus. Her mind got real cleared up. Um, and, they, and she has taken this coffee tree thing further than most other ones have before. They're standing in a place where she started a whole new coffee farm beyond the one that she had already matured. And she started a passion fruit farm on her own. So Fred was loving it. He was happy. Um, he's going to tell a little bit here about it. Sharing the story about this lady and the home we built for her and her children. We introduced her to coffee growing and we told her that her future, her survival is based on hard work. This lady has fascinated me. Today we've come to visit with a team of course from Blazing Fire and um, what is surprising me is she has created her bed she is raising coffee seedlings and she has opened a new coffee farm for herself. She has just told me that she could not wait for anybody to do this for her. She says, now I know what to do. I have my home, I've seen what coffee can do, and now I'm raising my bed to go and start a bigger farm <laughs> to make a living. To me, this is the very first woman, I should say, like this one, who we got out of a dilapidated situation, rehabilitated, and she becomes innovative. She has beaten me flat. She has encouraged my heart. She has blessed my heart. So I really want to commend her for her picking the idea of self-reliance and she's not waiting for celebrate ministries we have taught her through our church she has learned she's raising her own coffee seedlings and she's going to expand she has done a good job she has done a good job i'm proud of her he's gonna say something here too these are the guys we are talking about. That's her family. These are the guys we are talking about. They are 
And now have to. Uh, okay, I have another video, but I'm going to bypass that one. Um, Pastor Fred was thanking Blazing Fire in this next video, but I'm going to I'm going to go on. Um, come on, <laughs> I'm running out of. I already ran out of time. It's not. There we go. No, it's not. There we go. All right, I'm going to skip ahead. Try to go into this. Um, this is, this is the, the youth camp that we went to. There were 700-ish teenagers there. Um, we were invited to come and help out with. Um, so it all took place in this camp. This is on the grounds of a high school there. Um, this is the bathroom of the high school. It's one of those ones, just a hole in the ground out there. Um, yes, I mean, a few holes in the ground. Not a very fun-smelling place. Um, but that's a high school bathroom, y'all. You know? We're really blessed. We're really blessed, um, but they're very happy, you know, with what they've got there. Um, uh, so here's Sarah Jean greeting the camp. Hey, hey. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's some kids at the camp. Yeah. Yeah. They love to dance. They love to dance. Their worship, a lot of it is call and response. You know what I mean by that? Like antiphonal. Like we, we say a, a, a line and then you repeat it. Here's a little sample of, of that. Isn't that cool? There's some joy there, I think, yeah? Okay, I'm going to try to rush through this last part. It's actually kind of the most important part of the story here. Pastor Fred um, is the one who invited us, and he, it's, it's not his camp, but he has a little bit of, he can have his hands in this camp a little bit. They love him, and they had him come and speak too. Um, but he brings us because Pastor Fred has been rocked by our pastor Brent's message about the Father's heart. His book has rocked Fred's world, and they've got it translated in Luganda now. Um, and it's just changed his whole world, and he, he wants what we bring um, to come into the country. You know? um, so we did. We did our best to teach that. We, we have a lot of time with these kids. I want to thank you for sending us there because we, we get to interact and mingle with the kids. Pastor Fred said, you know what? You are the only speaker who has ever come to this camp that hangs out with the kids. The rest of them, they, they come and they do their thing and they leave, you know. They come, they eat, they leave. They come, they eat, they leave. It's from Bug Life. Anyway, um, so uh, <laughs> um, I go, well, yeah, that's why we're here, you know. Um, but, okay, I'll try to make this real quick. Um, on the very last day of this camp, um, I, I got the honor of ending the camp, of saying the last message. A guy, another guy there who also likes what, what we bring um, uh, saw to it that I do do the last session of the camp. 
And, um, and Zach, he preached a little bit at the camp too. Um, so I got up there, except because mine was the last one, I had the shortest session of the day because the time was running out. I only had 30 minutes. But, um, but I just, I said, you know, I'm going to teach you that there's no fear in love. That's what I'm going to call this. There's no fear in love. I taught about that, that verse in the Bible. I brought them there. I said, if you come to God through fear, the scary kind of fear, that's how you're going to exist in your relationship with God. You're going to one day be offended with him or overwhelmed um, or depressed because there's no way you can live up to the things that everybody says God wants from you, you know? And, and you're going to do it out of fear. If you're only afraid, then there's no really good relationship with God. But I told him, he is a good, good father. He's perfect. I said, in America, we've got a big song that we sing right now called, He's a Good, Good Father. They play it even in Starbucks. What's Starbucks? Never mind. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I, I acted out, um, you know, what it was like when my kids were little. And, and how I taught them to, um, to walk, you know? And come on, come here, come here, you know? And then they were going to fall down. And um, I said, but if I was a bad father, I would go, shame on you for falling down, you know? No, that's not the way to teach them. That's not the way to, to give them love. You, you help pick them up and you say, let's keep going this way. Let's keep going this way. And then I said, but when they get older, there's new things to introduce. And these are the things that we could call sin. And I explained why sin is sin, by the way. I explained it's all because of love. It's the things that God knows are going to hurt us. And so he says, please stay away from that. It's not just about a list of rules. And uh, so I told them, you know, when my kids get older, then, then here they, they were exploring more. So it's like, now don't touch that heater on the way over here because it's going to hurt you. And don't run into the corner of that table because that's going to hurt you too. But they're probably going to do it at least once to try it out. And they get hurt and they'll find out. But I'm still going to be a good dad and say, come here, now you know, come on, let's keep going because I have a better way for you to come, you know. And then I explain what that looks like all the way through adulthood when we can make choices for ourselves and stuff. And I said, that is what the father is like. And when I said that, everybody yelled out and screamed and cheered, you know. And... um trying to make this real short at the very end i i just spoke a father's blessing i i said i want to i'm going to pray over you like i'm your dad okay and and i love you a lot of them have missing dads a lot of them a lot um but i said but also you adults in the room and the lady before me she stayed for for this session she got on her knees put her head down and and um and received and uh and i saw her two days later we went to a church and she, there she was and she said she said, Pastor Todd, the things you said about God, it did something in my heart. Thank you so much. You know, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, honestly, for a little bit in that camp, I thought, I don't know if I could stay here and, or I don't know if I want to come back. I mean, this is overwhelming. It, it was overwhelming. But um, when all was said and done, Pastor Fred uh, told us when we were getting ready to go to the airport, hey, some of the coordinators of the camp want you to not only come back but be more involved in this camp and bring more people with you so you could infiltrate them all into all these sessions at the camp. I'm like, yes, come on. <laughs> uh, so that's happening. Um, I'm going to start planning now to go to May in May, you know. 
So um, I don't like fundraising. I hate it. I've been asking God, give me lots of creative ways to do it, ways that we've never thought of yet, you know, where we can not only just raise funds for ourselves to go on these kind of trips, but have a general fund for everybody else, you know, to go. I know missions is on God's heart. I know it. Um, so, and it makes you tired. See, this is my last slide. It just makes you tired <laughs> at the end there. Uh, but also, Pastor Fred, he wrote a book called The Missing Link uh, uh, in the Indigenous Christian um, Organizations Professionalism. That's what it's about. He sent some with me, me and says, if you could sell them for $10 to anyone who wants them, let me know. He's actually going to be in town here uh, next week so I could give him the pro proceeds. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, thank you again. Thanks for sitting through listening to me talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm fully aware that anybody who goes to a, a country or does something like this, you get really passionate about it. But the people who did not go with you cannot possibly catch the, the level of passion that you have. I, I, don't, I, I don't even want to try to get you there. But I do want to just say this. God did something there. And he's, and he's been moving through all of our visits. Blazing Fire people are going out there this whole year. And Brent's going in August and Joel... And later, and then uh, possibly Joe in December. And um, they said, we want you guys to come as much as you possibly can and spread this word. So they want the Father's heart message, even though they've been eating what they've been eating. So bless you guys. Uh, um, huh? Sarah Jean wants to show something. She wants to share something. Come here, Sarah Jean. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. I don't really have a lot to say, but when I was out there, I did write a poem kind of regarding the, excuse me, the way they kind of come at the whole, um, I guess, sin thing. It does not have a title. Closer. I don't like microphones. Okay. This world is full of broken people with broken minds and broken hearts, turning to broken religion or broken theology to make sense of the dream of becoming whole that comes to them in pieces. Broken bottles, broken innocence, broken lives, met by broken grace, and it slips through my fingers as I desperately grasp for anything that resembles identity. I wear broken glasses and stare at a broken mirror and cry as the cracked pieces of the image before me lay shattered on the ground. But you are not broken glass, you are not counterfeit art, you were designed by perfection, and he loves your broken heart, sees your broken soul, holds your broken life, and through his blood and his breath, can you become whole. Thanks, Sarah Jean.